season five, episode, episode, episode 21. <laughs> Just having some fun there. I know how to Not say much. it right. It's episode. What did you call it? Epic-sode. Epic Sode. Epic I love it. Sode. So, epic. Christopher. Tell me. Can I tell you about a blog post I wrote? I would love to hear about your blog post. I recently wrote a blog post on my leadership blog about using a portfolio as a vehicle to reflect on your experiences and the learning that comes from it, rather than just make it a place where you dump artifacts of things you've been part of or things you've done. What's the difference? What the <laughs> the difference for me? <laughs> Sorry, that, no, no, no. Yeah. It's good, but it's good. This is a good question, and I and I can speak to it from my perspective. The difference for me is that <clears throat> I would like, with my leadership portfolio, I would like to demonstrate my reflection, my learning up front. So I don't want to have to sit with you and look over artifacts and then tell you about each artifact and what it's done to me and how it's helped me grow. I rather have the mess of the learning come out in the post so that if people look at my leadership portfolio, they're not just staring at 50 artifacts or like, oh, he was on this committee. Oh, he did a presentation here around this topic. They can actually... I'm inviting them into my head. I'm inviting them into my space to hear about something I, or to read about something I did, but more importantly, what happened after I did that thing? What are the things I thought about that were connected to leadership and to certain documents and ideas that are supposed to help me become uh, or help me grow as a leader? And then what do I actually think I learned on my journey towards leadership? And when I say journey towards leadership, I don't mean formal. I just mean every day learning and leading, leading and learning. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, bro, that having written that, that post, I feel like, uh, I feel good. Like, I feel like, a like weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I don't, I'm not really sure why. So I think I need more time to think about that. But that post for me, it's like, um, it's like uh, the signposts of how I, my process, my journey to leadership by reflecting on my experiences that continue to lead me down my journey. I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share that on the podcast today because the podcast, the podcast and the work that I do with you and you do with me has led to that post. This is the other thing that I realize because people might be like, why didn't he write that two years ago? I wasn't ready to write it two years ago. I was ready to write it now after doing like four and, and a half years of decoded podcast. That's I, I'm feeling good about that too, that I'm recognizing that the, it was the time for this post, mm -hmm. even though I've been talking, none of, none of what I said in the post is new. I think I just laid out and made visible the things that happen in my head and what I value around the leadership portfolio. That's what yep. I value. So people might look at it and be like, yeah, this is not valuable to us. We want a, we want a binder full of artifacts. And that's when I say, well, I'm sorry that I don't have that. So that's, I just wanted, I wanted to share. So thanks for your time and uh, everything that you've provided to me to help me get to this place in my journey. Cool. You're welcome. Um, why do you say it um so? Should people care that you're doing um, this? If they want to, yeah. Like if anybody does care, great. If nobody cares, that's good too, because my poor, <laughs> I feel like this is staged because you're asking the questions. Well, this has been, but this is exactly, this is how we've rolled, right? So now you've, we've, we've talked about this in bits and pieces, both online and off in public and in private. We've both kind of 
revealed our different perspectives on leadership. We've talked about the the places and the pauses and how we were trying to like push forward with something and then how we got pushed back. And so you're you're sort of declaring in a way to the universe, if you're curious, here's a bunch of the stuff that I've I've put out that I feel kind of clearly or more clearly, not no, sorry, it's a good curation of my steps so far. And if you choose to go through it, you're gonna see, right? Um now that it's officially you've gone beyond the soft launch, you've now officially launched it. All the people listening to this podcast are like, oh, cool. He's got a leadership. Who knew? Who's got a lead? You hear, did you know Chids had a leadership, you know, section on his blog? I didn't know that. Let's go read it. Why should people care? And I don't ask that as in necessarily, you can answer from why they should care about your experience. But we've also had the conversations around some of the problematic frameworks that lens leadership and the checkboxes that are artifacts of learning need to fall into or our artifacts of leadership, our artifacts of identity, our artifacts of existence in education have to fit into systematized boxes. And often the people that are assessing these things can only see the boxes. Actually, they'll see everything, but they can only assess what's on the page. And I've had this happen in interviews. This was a fantastic conversation, but you didn't answer the questions. And I'm like, wait, I did. Well, but it was hard to sort of pull out the answer for the basically comes back for the rubric something similar said to me in my pqp2 thank you for that 10 minute response to that one question on education but i only listened to the first two minutes so it seemed like it was going in the right direction so fine you've got it done i was told that directly i was told that directly i didn't listen to the whole post and i was told that directly by my instructor so there's an element here about assessment that falls into this, that people looking at who is it that you would, I guess, who do you imagine is the audience for your posts? Um, maybe that's a better way to sort of say why it's important. Because if anybody else is coming at it, let's say your SO or anyone that might, anyone that, that you may dare to say, hey, you wanna know about me and my leadership path? Check out my blog because it speaks more clearly about who the person is sitting in front of you here today because i had time to think about it i had other influences that i connected with i went back and i rewrote and then i diversified and talked about it in multiple in multiple different places and then check out the follow-up where i actually action that stuff realized it didn't work came back so there's life in the blog posts who cares or who should care Nobody should care if they don't want to. <laughs> I love it. Next topic. Well, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. But we will jump quick. I don't care. Who cares? That's the best part about it. It is what it's, it, it is for my growth and it is for me to refer to if I happen to connect with someone who's interested in this type of thing or who's asking me about my leadership journey. That's that's who it's for, but nobody needs to drink the Kool-Aid if they don't want to, 100%. So I love the question because it is not being created. It is being created potentially for people to see, but number one is me. Number one is me. I need It needs to work for me, and it is working for me. I just don't write there like you know, once every couple of days, it's months that pass and it's like ideas that percolate and the reflection's tough too. So there's, there's the answer to that question. So thank you for asking. A lot of the things I do, I don't care about the others. It depends who the others are and what I'm doing, but I've learned the tough way that sometimes I need, I need to start there. I need to start with my intentions. What are my intentions? Because what I've found over time is people, people have questioned me on my intentions and they tried to turn it into a trap because depending on my answer, they judge me. Now that's a whole other thing, but it's like, no, if I know my intentions first and I do what I do anyway, then people's judgment isn't going to affect me mm -hmm. because I know what the hell I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it and nothing's going to stop me from doing it if I really want to. So, so that's that. Okay, moving on, moving on. What's up next, Chris? What's up next? Down? What's that? 
You want to throw something down? Actually, I want to just show something first. And I'm going to oh. blame Tina Zita. Okay. I'm going to blame Tina Zita. This book right here, bro. Um, ain't burned all the bright. What? I ain't don't... burned all the bright. Oh, thank by... you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I know it's, but okay. So uh, Jason Reynolds and Jason Griffin. So they had a book previously. Um, my name's Jason minus two. They have another book that they did together. So it is a, I will say, so Jason Reynolds, the writer, uh, they were working on another project together and kind of, you know, Reynolds said, Hey, I got this idea kind of talking about current events during the pandemic, what it looks like from inside, you know, our spaces, my space, I guess. And he came back with some text. I'll show a page just so you get the flavor here. So Jason Reynolds created a text that he then shared with uh, uh, Griffin. And uh, Griffin was at the time, so he's an artist, uh, designer, um, educator, I guess, uh, was keeping Moleskine, I don't know if you say Moleskine or Moleskine, the, the journals, right? These. I think they're called like, Moleskin, but I is it Moleskin? So I'm... this style, right? This is not that brand, but it's similar. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in it, so these are about 300 pages. So in it, he was just doing kind of daily art inspirations. Mm -hmm. So he got he got the text from Reynolds and then he put it to his pictures and then released it as this book. And if you see, you can see the curved edges of the drawings because that's they're sort of like copies of his pages in his moleskin so the text on this one doing readers theater here because what is life in a house <laughs> underwater? yeah what is what is uh because it's what is life up. in a in a house <clears throat> underwater <clears throat> and so that's just one part but it's an observation it's kind of a, um um there's sort of a mantra that flames through this flames flows through this where the speaker is saying, you know, why didn't we change the channel? So it's kind of like questioning, why didn't we do things differently? Or why did we keep doing things the same way um, during the time span that the book actually covers? And the the speaker, the, the protagonist, I guess, talks about his mother. Actually, I think, I don't know if I could say his, but talks about mo their mom, talks about their dad, talks about their brother, talks about the family, talks about the flow. Um, and includes the reality of pandemic in it. And I will say I, it is the first book. So I got it yesterday, right? Okay, so the actual, there's like, so there's 300 pages, you know, sometimes there's no writing. Maybe there's a max of 15 words on a page top. So just last night before bed, I read the whole thing. The and whole I, thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you have that much. I know, but. How much text on a page. But here's the thing that I will say. When I say read, I mean, I read the text, but then I also spent time in the picture mm -hmm. reading too, right? I spent time in the pictures and I got spent time flipping back and forth because there's there's repeated lines in here. Yeah. So go back to look at, well, how was it framed the first time? How is it framed now? So I tried to time travel through it, um, read the acknowledgements. There's a discussion at the back and then just spent some time just staring at some of the pictures that I realized they they had a story. They had a story, but it wasn't the story that I got swept up in. Um, there's one in here in particular. I'll show you that. There's probably a limit that I can actually show. There's a 10%, but I don't want to do any more. But I'll show you one picture that I hope I can find it. That I just, I, I, I stayed on it for so long just looking at, I should have put a post note in it, right? That's what good readers do. They put post notes and things. Um, I stayed on it so long just staring at it. Um, it really, I think it spoke to me because it had, it connected me to some of the conversations that you and I have had about fatherhood, mm -hmm. perceptions of our own dads. Check this out. Um, there we go. Oh, it's the, oh. it's the shirt. Look at, there's a shirt. There's the shoulders. Can you see yes. the keys? And so you have this like mesa or plateau or tabletop. And the text on it says, or in my my, my father's relentless shoulders. Mm. And I just, I sat on that. And I just, I thought about, um, I thought about my dad as related to the geography 
of my world. Like that's what it kind of connected me with. So just like, seriously, anyone, I, <laughs> this might be like the second book I've ever, second or third book in five years, but um, definitely if, uh, if you, if you, if you dig figurative language, like a little bit of poetic language, definitely if you're, you know, if you love uh, Reynolds and the work that Griffin does get it, if you're a journal, uh, so, you know, probably uh, Beth Lyons probably has already checked this one out, but you know, if you're journaling or sketch noting, like get this, like, it's just such a great resource and it's a beautiful book. It's just, it's beautiful from beginning to end and it feels so intimate yet informal at the same time. Cause it draws you in. Like you just, at some points I'm like, I don't, I felt like I was, you remember me mentioning before, like one of the problems with access when I was there is all of a sudden realizing I was at someone's kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, okay, this interview or this intake is going really well, but I'm at their kitchen table and I don't, yeah, I'm too close. I'm too close. This book from the get go put me at the kitchen table and I realized I just have to sit there to sit there and take it. I have to sit there and experience it. So yeah. Ain't burnt, ain't burned all the bright. Jason Reynolds artwork by Jason Griffin. Ain't burned. And I'm just writing it down. Yeah, ain't burned all the bright. Phen phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Any page, any page. My only here's my fear. And educators don't go doing this. Do not go doing this. Do not go taking stills of these and putting them up in your oh. equity slide decks. Do not go do that. We're past that, friends. We don't do that anymore. Don't even ask for permission. We don't, don't do, do that it. anymore. We don't do that anymore. Well, you remember? You remember? Remember? I'll I go remember. way back in the day. I'll say, poor Duckworth. Oh. Poor Duckworth. Sylvia Duckworth. Sylvia she Duckworth. Paid yeah. Hard. yeah. She, yeah. People, people took her stuff and she, she was attributing. She was like, I went to this presentation. Here's my drawing. You know, kudos to the person that spoke. Kudos to the person that spoke that was presenting on behalf of somebody else. And then people were trimming those slide pictures, taking mm. the photos and just like, boom, 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 sharing it around. No attribution. Don't do that, friends. Don't do that. But a beautiful book. Yeah. You know, those books, I don't know. There's, um, I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet Jen Brown will do this. I'm going to bet Beth Lyons will do this. Maybe Lisa Noble. I bet you Matt Alt uh, Aldridge also does this, that there's books that they just love to carry around. They've mm -hmm. read it, but they just want it. They want it. They want to have it right there beside them. You know, this, it brings me back. And I know this wasn't your experience of reading back in the, back in the day. Um, but there are books that feel good. Just like this. Like you just, you just hold it. And it's funny. You could nap with it. You could sort of just, and, or you could just like, you like the feeling of the cover of it. Like the other thing that's kind of cool about this, and it goes along the whole um, kind of sketch note kind of a book. Mm -hmm. um, the There's texture to the jacket cover. And on the back, it doesn't, you can't really see it. You can't really see it. I can't do it with the light. But right here, like this, these are, these are, they're, they're raised and they feel like they're pieces of paper that they've written on cut up and then oh nice this, this texture here like the paper texture here is kind of matte like it's kind of grippy and then you put your finger over this and it looks like scotch tape's been put over it so they took into account even the idea of keeping the sketchbooky and you know you gotta like look at like i do this love is, dude I this do is, love this is how like i that. yeah this is how i do my journal like i got stuff stuck in there those are my my birthday uh, sorry valentine's day stuff that i got from the fam so they're they're buried in here inside the journal that I carry with me every day. And then I've also got like like my work stuff, like my work lists of things to do. So it, it spoke to my it spoke to my soul. This is a soulful book. I'm done. Everybody I, get it. I want to say everybody get it. I did write it on my my sticky note nice. that one day <laughs> will turn into a published blog post because I the other day I looked at my pile of, of sticky notes from the podcast and I just shook my head. Like this is the lowest I've ever gone. I've never, I've never been this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've never been. Um, shoot. Um, I don't know what the word is. Prodigal? Um, Absent? No, no. 
Yes, oh. I've never been this absent in my uh, updating of our podcast. Whoops. So, but here's something that I've really come to believe. That creativity needs to go fallow. It does. I, I, I go through intense bouts of stuff that lights me up to create. I don't always know where my inspiration is going to come from. And then I create, 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 create. Like at this past four days, I have, I have a, uh, like kind of a spoken word piece that I'm halfway through. Um, I wrote a piece for Karen for Valentine's day. Um, I have a, a little video that I made this morning. Um, while I did the go get gas and I grabbed some groceries this morning. So I have a video that's almost like, can sort of, you inspired me and, you know, Jamie had something out. So I put together a short, um, and you know, I'm drawing my picture for today. Right. So I got, I got all these little kind of creative things kind of cracking off, but I will also go a week, sometimes two weeks without taking a photo without writing or creating anything. I put out, you know, a, a line, an in September line this week. Yes, I saw that. Um, and realized after I wrote it that there was a better way to write it, but I'll just leave it out there. It, the word in there, I didn't want the words. Um, so the post was, uh, there is no post-COVID teaching. Um, I actually thought I liked better post-COVID pedagogy. Like there is no post-COVID pedagogy. So that kind of one-liner in September thing, but I'll leave it. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't have to be exactly. I'll remember that I would like another word. Um, so yeah, but it has to go fallow as in you just kind of leave it just to see what kind of sprouts up on its own. You know, that whole idea of rotating the fields or rotating the crops, you have to leave kind of a field just to recover. Mm -hmm. So I really, I, I have really come to notice and identify when I need to recover in order to be creative and thoughtful and uh, smart. I need that recovery time. So I okay. get your your reasoning. I think it's exactly on point, dude. I appreciate that. And I now you got me wanting to talk a little bit about creation. And uh, I, I did a little, I made a short from my snow blowing experience yesterday, <laughs> which was fun, so much fun to do. Um, dude, it was sexy. Oh, thank you. I it wasn't was going for that. But um, the, the the sexy snowblower, the music, it was sexy. So my buddy on Facebook, who doesn't have a snowblower, shoveled his driveway and he said, you know what? You want to power up your shoveling? Listen to Metallica, Seek and Destroy while you shovel your driveway. So I'm like, <laughs> bing. I'm like, Seek and Destroy will be the tune. I will get different shots of me. Well, it wasn't me snowblowing. It was a snowblower in action, really. Sorry, and, yeah, let me qualify. It wasn't you being sexy. It was just, a, it was like a sexy commercial for, it was a sexy oh, commercial for, for snow a snowblower. Blower. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. See, that was that was fun. I felt it and I was like, a bunch of ideas just hit me. Yeah. And I was able to action some of that. But here's here's something I want you to see. Last night when I took my son to power skating, well, I, I don't tie his skates anymore. But mm. I was in the room. And I look what I caught. I I just decided to just start. He's tying his skates, and I'm just getting video of it. And at the time, I thought, "What am I doing?" But guess what? Something after, inside you knew why you were doing it. After I talked to you just now, this footage—I don't know how long it is—of him tying his skates and retying his skates because he didn't like what he did—is I think I could possibly start writing some words around this and then posting this as a reflection on how I no longer tie his skates anymore. He does it himself. Mm -hmm. I get it. That's awesome. And this is the first time that I've been in a, in a dressing room with him since he started tying his own skates, because when he goes to his hockey practices or his hockey games, the parents aren't allowed in the room. Part of the culture is that they go into the room. That's their space. They do what they do. They hang out. They build a relationship. And the parents aren't there. But at power skating, I'm allowed in the dressing room because I paid for the service and it's not a team thing. So I'm sitting in there while he's getting his gear on. We're chatting or whatever. And then I just, I saw, he tied all, he already tied one skate. And I was like, what am I doing? 
I didn't even, I just pulled out the phone and started recording. I didn't even, mm -hmm. I love that automaticity when the creative brain just tell, gets me to act. So I didn't, at the time I took that video, I didn't know. I just was like, oh, he's tying the skates. I should, I should pull out the phone and record this. Now, after talking to you, this would be a great post-mortem on the skate tying because yeah. I did something about tying his skates and how important it was. And guess what? I felt a tinge of sadness when he could tie his own skates, but now mm -hmm. I feel a sense of pride. And, but I think it's because I lived my best life when I was tying his skates. Yeah. I, I literally soaked up every moment. If my son was here right now, he'd start yelling, um, oh, momento mori, momento mori. <laughs> because really, when I was tying his skates all those times, I was soaking up those opportunities to be with him, to build relationship, to help him, to ease him, to push him, to make yep. sure he, he was in the right space for him to perform, to play. That's gone now. But I felt a tinge of sadness because that's what people tend to feel when they lose something initially. It didn't last long. Now it's pride and appreciation. Memento mori. I, I milked every minute of those opportunities that I got to tie his skates. And so I don't feel bad. I feel good. I love it. Memento mori, memento mori. You know, that reminds me. The Ottawa, the Ottawa protest when cops are arresting people and the protesters are yelling, hold the line. Yeah. I, the one yelling, momento mori, <laughs> momento mori. But guess what? I wouldn't be one of those protesters down there. Yeah. And I know we don't want to go, I don't want to go deep into this, but I'll tell you, um, I got to the point where I was ready for the Ottawa police to start cracking heads. Sorry, but I had had enough of their nonsense and it was, and I was upset with my old city. They let it get out of hand. Who lets people park their cars in front of Parliament Hill for three weeks? And because of this, oh, you, I'm on now. I was talking to my best friend, my best friend, Ray. He lives in Ottawa. We were talking the other day. And I said to Ray and his wife in my FaceTime with them, I said, you know what's going to come of this, right? And they said, what? I said, they're going to lock up those streets downtown forever now. Cars will not be able to drive down there anymore because of this nonsense. And I I did not momento mori myself into losing downtown Ottawa, being able to drive past Parliament Hill with my family whenever I want. I did not momento mori that, and now I'm going to pay for it. Because of these idiots locking up the downtown and causing all kinds of fuss, I'm all for speaking your mind. This went too far. Hot tubs and cooking food disrespecting the war memorial they took it too far in my opinion and the city let them do it and now i'm gonna lose my downtown ottawa experience my hometown because of these idiots there i said my piece um i'll backtrack <laughs> i'll backtrack just to the you know capturing the video moment and just doing it naturally mm -hmm. i've had several this has happened to me a few times where it wasn't so natural, but I did notice that I wanted to do something and I went back. So the photo that I posted yesterday on Instagram of like the sunset down that road and just the colors of the blue and the gray and kind of purpley. And then the sun with like this weird kind of light shaft going straight up into the sky. I actually saw that was in awe of it drove away from it got a kilometer away from it and my brain's like what are you doing go grab a snap of that so i turned around drove back like backtracked got back had to go back into the actual driveway to hit it at the same angle and was fortunate enough that it was still there that's the other part that sometimes can happen you go back and it's not there i was fortunate i will say it didn't there was it had already fallen because when the sun gets that close to the horizon stuff changes fast right mm -hmm. you don't actually realize the the how quickly the change happens and like it's very small increments but they seem to happen faster when they hit the horizon so i went back and i i really like the shot i think the shot's quite i actually put the shot as my wallpaper on my phone 
Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I like I like the shot, and I and dude, I like that I went back. I like that I went back. That it was there. I love that I went back. I love. I wouldn't have noticed to go back. So you were in a driveway when you took this shot. This was me picking up dinner. Remember, I'd sent you that polo about uh, going from like burgers to we're gonna do food, and then it went to Chinese so Chinese food and getting to, yeah. yeah. So I ended up driving. So Karen ordered it, and I just drove to. I kind of went right from work to pick it up. So but it this looks was, like you're in a residential spot. So when you come out, as you so just to the you know where it is, it's actually right beside. If just to the right of that photo is um, the Korean fried hot dog place. Oh, you okay, just, I know now. I know. Yeah, so we're actually looking down just at the edge of that plaza, <laughs> and their residential stuff is still in development just at the end there. So yeah, this is fire. I yeah. saw this. Now, don't take this as an insult, but I, I saw this photo. And I thought for sure it was one of these expert, one of these expert grifter photographers trying to sell their wares. And I'm like, holy beep, it's Clough's photo. Like, yeah. I love your stuff. But this, this was, well, I, I posted, I called it epic and put a flame behind that. It is fantastic. So one of the things, it's, it's funny. So the second layer to this. Um, or a third layer, who knows about creativity and capturing, like being being in touch with your creativity, I think is what we're talking about. It's not the actual creative act. I think it's the noticing. And that's a different, that's a different game altogether. That you notice that you are ready to create and you notice that your tools are ready to hold you there. And you notice that the medium and your uh, subject is ready to be captured. Like there's such strange alignment that has to happen for all that to happen. And you know the pieces, I know the pieces, probably Jamie would, you know, Rodrigue would talk about this where it doesn't matter how good your idea is. And this is why we say it doesn't matter how good the idea is. It doesn't matter how ready the subject is. It doesn't matter how awesome your tech is. Well, all that matters is that those things all meet in the same spot. They don't have to, but the better stuff that we create tends to meet in the overlaps there, right? Um, and there's also that element of just keep keep creating, like keep making stuff. And just by stepping into that creative process, the odds are in your favor. You're going to create something that's really cool. I'm sure he's got so much B-roll and throwaways that it's like that you may use, you may not use. Who knows? The great thing about digital media, that's a drawer, that's a drawer full of USBs all one, you know, 500 gigs big can be years and years and years and years of media. You have more than you'll ever use. And often I find that happens too. The B-roll that I capture, I rarely go back to the B-roll, but the B-roll becomes the becomes part of the intelligence to notice the better subject the next time. So, you know, I, I was thinking about the number of poems that I've written and the garbage that I've put up. But then I can actually see now, I can see now, and it's just because I'm going back through some of that and trying to organize it a little bit, I can see where I needed to make that piece in order to write this other piece. And I'm not saying the next piece is better, but I needed that one random, dirty, crumbly thought in order to sort of get closer to whatever truth I thought I was trying to capture with the actual exercise. So um, where I started with this is just making sure you have your tools um that is I, I i did take that i took that photo with my my dslr and i think i told you i'm carrying it with me almost all the time now mm -hmm. what's funny is that carrying it with me sometimes i still I, I forget that it's with me so i'm i i know to take it here's where i'm at with this type of sensitivity i know enough now to grab it as i leave the house i've kind of routine uh, routinized that it's part of the habit what i haven't gotten quicker at yet is as soon as something piques my interest to grab my camera and just start shooting i'm trying to get tighter to that and get less be more bold with it just grab the shot grab the shot grab the shot grab the shot work it afterwards grab the shot because if you don't have if you don't have the raw the raw shot you've got nothing other than an idea for next time and i want to have as many ideas for next time as i have captures for this time so that's there's a there's a metric there, right? Um, so yeah, carrying carrying your gear with you. So I know exactly why 
you started to film because all those things aligned. Even if your conscious brain wasn't saying now's the time to create, you noticed a moment, your subject was ready, the lighting was good, you had your phone, you had a previous project. All of these synaptic connections were creating a habit of mind. And it's just, that's how it happens. And, and then all of a sudden, like you said, you have your phone out and you're capturing it. You have your phone out and you know to sort of just move sideways to make sure that you're getting the laces flopping over. You know enough just to sort of step back a little bit so you can get how the toe of the, the skate is just pointing up and kind of wobbling. You get to the right side so that you can actually see the redo on it. The laces folding in. Nope, the laces have to come apart and go back together again. I think you just, you, you, you built into your operating system a way to capture the world. And that's cool. Which I guess goes back to that whole thing about just start. When people tell you just get started, no matter what it is, you have to start, you have to do it. Because like you said, you're building those connections. When you start, you're actually doing it and you learn from doing it, even though you may not realize it because the frustration of trying to get something to go the way you want it to. And I think often the frustration comes from not wanting what you're doing, but wanting what somebody else did. Right. right? Which is, oh my God, once you get rid of that, it's, it's so freeing. I would say liberating. Yeah. I mean, I love learning from others, right? Like I love watching YouTube um, videos of um, vloggers and all kinds of people and, and get ideas. So it's not like I want to do it like them anymore. It is, I'm going to do my own thing. But the more I watch, the more I bank, somewhere along the way, I'm going to get to use that with something I've learned and mix it and create something of my own. Um, and that's that's the powerful part for me. That's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just really cool. Like the snowblower video, just, it was like, it just came, but it didn't come out of nowhere. Like you said, it came from experience doing different things, trying different things, watching different things, talking about different things. And it just came. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I have, I have a vision for this. And it was a 36 second video, but I probably took six, seven minutes of film. And knowing that I was going to make a short, I wasn't going to make anything long. I just mm -hmm. needed there were certain things that I saw in my mind that I wanted to portray in the short and it worked for me. People might look at me like this sucks. This is stupid. That's not a problem. It's good to me. It's fun for me. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Can I shift into something? Just a small, a small, but it's just a shift away. It's, it's a wrestling match I'm having with myself. I have those quite often. It's a it's a conversation I have with myself where I'm hovering over a, a response in social media and I'm like, do I send it? Do I not send it? So I just I just want to touch on the whole, I want to touch on the um just something I'm a, I'm observing, the whole follow me tag two mindset. Follow me tag two. That's a great title for this episode. Follow me, tag two. Yeah, friends. Hey, follow us. Or just follow me. Or just follow Chids. Who cares? Follow us and tag two friends. Tell them to follow us. Tell them they're going to get something for free. Tell them. Tell them that by joining on the decoded, the decoded bandwagon, that they may be included. They may be included in the banner that Chids puts up every once in a while because people have left messages for us there. They may be, they may be, get them lit up. Um, I'm just, I just, I find it interesting and I don't know, interesting, I guess is in air quotes, just people's willingness to feed companies algorithms. When someone says, you know, for a giveaway, like if you think of the number of times like if you're not a person that's buying lottery tickets, like that's not in your nature, but you are constantly, you know, following a company and then tagging two people. I just, I think it's, I, I just want to say, you know, the whole, you, you're feeding, you are basically cashing, you're freely giving away, sorry, you're monetizing, you're monetizing your PLM because that company has built into their advertisement 
uh, budget, a dependency on social media likes and reups. Like there, it, that's built into it. It's got to be because there's no other game to give away free stuff. There's no other game other than they're expecting to get more customers. So to kind of, I take it as a small betrayal for someone that I have only a professional relationship with for them to tag me, tag me in something. Like if all we've ever talked about is kind of school stuff and you tag me in something that potentially only gets you something because you're the one that goes into the draw, but the company now has my name from your list that they potentially, they follow, if the company follows me, it's not for my content. They're following me in the hopes that I follow back. So they're looking for more eyeballs, more screen time, more um, money. That's at the heart of it. So, and it's disingenuous to me to sort of ever, ever say that, you know, okay, but look, look at all the great conversation that occurred. You know, the, you know, this post, this offering for a free thing, look at all the great conversation that occurred. And um, I say that good conversation is just good conversation. Like it, it didn't, you knew it would happen because your, your clients are you know, kind of like they're potentially a captured client, client base, but there's nothing, there's nothing that you did to make this amazing conversation. So don't take credit for your marketing scheme, which got people talking to each other. Like, it just seems like back ass words to me. That's all. So yeah, I put up a grumpy old man post just saying, please don't tag me in anything like this, but I may be, who knows? I may be. Um, I will say the exception to the rule is that if you are trying to get free food for something, if I get free food too, like if your tag, if your tag says that both of us get free food out of it, I'm down. That's a good reason. I'm getting so, a phone call from someone that I don't know. That's oh, someone calling me right now. I want something. Maybe I want something. I was going to say you should answer. <laughs> and they'll be the second person to ever be okay, on let's Decoded see. Podcast. Let's see. I'll do it. Hold up a sec. Let's see. Hello. 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 They hang up. They hung up. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I can't hear you now. So I just got to reconnect oh, my headphones okay. to you. Give me a second. Poor Chris can't hear my me. Mobile grabbed this it. Would be a great opportunity to what say something about him. What can I tell you all about Chris? And I'm asking you. I can't know. hear what you're saying. Uh, let's see if it comes back. <laughs> Okay, say no. I still can't hear Christopher. You. Oh, I can. Christopher? I can hear you. You're, oh, I can no. hear you. I can hear old. me too, because it's playing on my speaker beside me. Hold up, I got this. What kind of podcaster are you? <laughs> Cough just did raised eyeball for yeah for people that are not watching the video feed. Nobody this can is exactly. Nobody listens to this because I haven't posted anything in thirty years. They have to watch but, the YouTube but, channel. But dude. Okay, are we back? Can I hear you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh my god. I'm Ramona's sorry. chirping us now. So no free beard care products if I tag two with decoded. Ramona, check check Twitter because I just Okay. I just hair products? Hair products? I just tweeted that you people need to follow Chris and I, tag two people and they'll get something for free, but I didn't say what it would be. I'm not giving away beard products. I want beard products, Ramona hair products you probably beard right can you not hear me chris christopher i'm back i oh, can hear you you're just messing with me no i'm just it's it's the oh. trouble right it, i don't have i don't have hurly vision i don't have like the i don't even know the what what is it all the kids using i don't have the cool wickety whack soundboard that i can flip between channels and i, yeah, I don't yeah. got that i'm not hurly the same voice said. The same voice said. There's another. This title is voice for voice Jimmy. This is Jimmy's voice. That's what this is. This is Jimmy Ed. This Jimmy. ain't voice Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what we we're talking about. Well, I did. I did put. Whew. I pushed out a tweet. Okay. I tweeted. Um, I tweeted. Follow Chris and I. Tag <laughs> two people, and you'll get something for free. I like it's the worst marketing uh, tweet tweet ever. You know what we'll do? We'll start sending um, we'll start sending meal photos as NFTs. 
Oh, nice. So we're giving away yeah. NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sell them for Bitcoin. We'll sell Bit- NFTs for Bitcoin. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll trade NFTs for Bitcoin. I have no idea how to even do that, but I'm open to it. Don't matter. I don't think a lot of people don't, don't know matter. how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't matter. Right? But we'll start. We'll, I'll, I'll get on that. I'll talk to our marketing division. Yeah, you talk to them. Let me know what they say. Yeah, for sure. It ain't happening. There was one more thing. Oh, just the listener. That listener thing that I mentioned to you earlier in the week. Yes. I was talking to one of my students, and the student was asking me about podcasting. And then the student revealed, yeah, my dad likes to listen to your podcast. I would love to drop the person's name in here. Imagine, like, you're so behind in the posting and the Apple thing, but like a year from now, or whatever, they're listening to this episode and they they hear their. So if you're if you're the if you're the parent of the student that was talking to me about doing podcasting, thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. listening. And the shout out, will, shout out to the un- unknown parent. The, the unknown parent will hear this in about a year. Yeah, because that's how long it's going to take for me yeah. to post and for them to get to that episode. But it, it's sort of okay. So it, it's this our metrics, right? We we have to talk to our analytics department because they're just not telling us how big our cloud or reach is. No, I think as long as my reach can do this, we're good. I guess my reach has to go like and that. My as reach well, puts right? this right back here. There we go. Perfect. As long as my reach can do that, and my cloud is that I can actually get it every week if I want it. Um, that I just love the dude. It's outside our bubble. Right. It's outside. We like someone that listens to the podcast that's not in education. And I just took that as like the universe saying, well, one, damn, that silo wall is freaking thick because five years and finally we hear about someone that's not in education listening to our podcast. Like that's kind of like (laughs) the universe saying you're on the right track, boys. But maybe you want to work a little bit harder because I think part of our whole approach to decoded, at least in the content that we're putting out, is that we're sort of we're sometimes we're sometimes content producers. Like we're sometimes inside EDU. We're sometimes talking about creative things. We're sometimes talking about dads and video games and food and then hanging out and then stuff that kind of has lit us up. And then we go back to education. So our our actual the pitch for this, the pitch for this actual podcast if we were looking for dollars is not that clear. Like we're not getting, we're not getting, you know, a hundred K for 10% investment on dragon's den. It ain't happening. So five years of content has revealed that there are people out there listening to our show, our conversation, not a show, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I like that. And it was so, by the way, when the student said it, I was kind of caught off guard. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, go back a sec. What? Your dad listens to our podcast? I was like, and of course I said, what does your dad do? Dad's not in education. Dad's in uh, manufacturing. Mm. Totally different industry. But dad is also, okay, dad, the unknown anonymous dad, unknown dad somewhere down the road. Unknown dad. Your kid thinks you're cool. I'll say that too. Your kid thinks you're cool because your kid said, yeah, my dad's curious. He likes to learn about things. He loves podcasts. So he's always kind of growing and checking new stuff out. He likes novelty. So there's cool. So there your kids say nice things about your dad, the unknown dad who is not in education. I thought that's, that was just, there were cool feels around. It, I didn't know what to do with the feels because it was kind of surprising. Um, But I would be curious. I'd be curious. I'm looking at you. Che and Pav, Rodnizer. Who else? Who else can we call out? We called out Hurley earlier. Hurley, yeah. Mentoree. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah Lalonde. K Sarah Sarah. All you peeps out there. How about you, Shane? Shane, Ed Podcast out there. What's your What's your take on you know getting conversations outside the EDU bubble? And do you get sort of feedback back? I call it Rodnizer. Rodnizer's, I don't think, putting up. What was his the pod, his podcast name back in the day? Was he don't, doing the staff room? Yeah, don't forget Tim from uh, Teachers on Fire podcast. Teachers on Fire. That's another yeah, person. Well, and Ramona. Rooms. Sorry, Ramona. Ramona. Yeah, Ramona's got it, a thing going on too. The, I wish um, I knew EDU. Yeah, I wish I knew. Edu. Sorry, Ramona. Our only listener, and we don't even give her props. It's horrible. Yeah, and all the other people that are sort of thinking about putting together EDU podcasts. Are you they looking want to be for, outside the bubble? 
question one do you do you care yeah. that people outside the bubble would would listen to you is that how you want to change the way we're talking about education that should be our new catchphrase dude we have for, another decoded i'm so screwed when i get to the when i get to season five episode 21 which will be about six weeks from now mm -hmm. um, we have so many possible titles i'm sorry to shift from what you were talking about i'm just just so selfish and excited but like the unknown <laughs> dad this ain't voice said follow me tag two like man these are stickers like we we need to talk to our sticker department about producing these stickers the unknown dad follow me tag two and this ain't voice ed mm -hmm. wow this dude. ain't you know what it is our new phrase this ain't voice ed and we ain't changing the way we're talking about education <laughs> <laughs> oh that's my gosh a, really? that's a tweet right there here i'm dropping that's, that i, I, I don't I'm, i just i did not mean i'm not trolling here and hey. if any well but it, it probably there's you know there's a good reason why we're not carried on voice ed. <laughs> I think we're just we're unpredictable. Okay, so actually, when I say we, I guess I should just say me because I'm the one that's just throwing up silly flames right now. Well, so they, hold on, Chris, stop, please. <laughs> this, this ain't voice ed, and we are not. Changing. And we ain't and we ain't changing the way we talk about education. Well, that works on a lot of levels, isn't it? We ain't changing the way we talk about education. <laughs> Because we're gonna do what we're gonna do, but I think I hope I hope I do hope that um, I do hope that uh, that podcasters, you know, pause for a moment and think about that, like the intentionality of getting outside. I mean, we could say bubble. Bubble's nice and it's nice, but if we say silo, right? Those walls are thick, yo. And if you've been spending. Like if we spent five years, if we had spent five years building a thing, building a thing that only, only we thought uh, educators would listen to, well, I guess if we were thought we were building anything for anything other than ourselves, that'd be different. But if you're putting out content that you're only trying to satisfy educators, I don't know. I think, I don't wonder if you're, we're missing the point with education, right? Yeah. Good question. Um, okay. So. I think Ramona just earned a prize from the right. podcast because Ramona, you know, send address our address. Send an address. We'll get Ramona, that out yeah, send us your address wherever you want us to send. You know, what we could do we we could do we could do decoded stickers. Like I would like to just have a decoded sticker. So if I want free swag, the only way we're going to do it is if we actually make one, right? <clears throat> right. But so I'm going to say, okay. Ramona is getting a prize from I'm going to call it decoded whether Chris you you help me with this or not is is not the issue okay. she will get a, a prize from decoded let me tell you why so instead of wait asking, are you being for reals like we have I'm being to send for real Ramona we're gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna so we'll, send Ramona something I'm not gonna say we'll figure, it, it, out. Wanna, we'll figure it out Ramona's getting yeah. something from decoded podcast yes Be, and we haven't asked her to tag to yeah to follow Don't. us and tag two more people we're basically saying to Ramona, thanks for being around. We appreciate yep. your time, your effort. She's always posting stuff on the, like here. So, okay, let me start with this. So I saw this comment. I have had the odd non-EDUer tell me they listened to a podcast, my extended family and neighbor parent. I wonder how bored they were listening to it. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff you put out, Ramona. So that's, I'm going to say that I appreciate your podcast and I do listen to it from time to time. Mm-hmm. There's feedback there, though. The boy Ramona, you know, take that in. If you think they're bored, you need to switch it up a little bit. Do something, something. fresh, freshen it up, freshen so, it up. Ramona, thank you for all the time and energy you've put. I'm not Absolutely. going to look for new followers to give a prize to. I want to give a prize to you for sticking around, being with us. So, Ramona, seriously, send us the address that you would like something sent to you, and we'll take care of that. Mm -hmm. Then Ramona says. Am I getting stale frozen bad cookies from the Christmas cookie exchange? Oh, Ramona. I think it's important to let bygones be bygones in this relationship. I don't know. I don't want to go back to old content. See, Ramona, there's some feedback to you. Don't go back to old content. People just aren't interested. They aren't interested. That is so pre-Christmas conversation. Let's move forward. Thank you for the question, though. And I'm not telling you what you're getting. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Miss Louise says you might get the coconut balls because we know I'm not eating them. So, no. 
You know what? I think if you put enough of them together in like an old uh, stocking, you can hang it from your tree for bird feeders. We're going to feed that to the birds for real? Well, for real. Birds, squirrels, the occasional raccoon. That's where the coconut balls. Yes, the coconut balls. It's pretty awesome how we can we could be podcasting and we could totally be podcasters. Christmas cookie exchange comes back out of nowhere. Really? (laughs) We need to start actually putting in seasonal topics, like a reminder. So when we put, you know, Hey Siri, remind me next, next December. Oh, there we go. Remind me next December to talk about uh, cookie exchange on the podcast there. I just put in my phone. Nice. You know what else is cool? It's like Ramona has. To do that, you'll need to turn off airplane mode. Okay. So Siri's being Siri. Leave me alone, Siri. I don't like you. Um, it's awesome that Ramona has like institutional memory of our podcast. <laughs> like that's, you know how that's you all have... I've got. I don't have any natural or uh, extra memory. I only have institutional. You and I, we don't tag any anything. So if when you know when I talk about my dislike for reading back in the day, and somebody says I'd love to listen to that episode, okay, start <laughs> it's, going it's through like, them because I'm so not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> So what I go find it. Go find it and let me go know. Find it, yeah. Let um, me know because I don't have time to look. But what I should do now is tweet Ramona because she'll tell you what episode that was. She knows epic episode. What episode that is? She's the one who's got the memory of this podcast. We so we have to get rid of Ramona if we don't want people to know what we're doing here. Mm. We can't mm-hmm. get rid of Ramona, though, because, Ramona, why are you listening to us today? What are you doing in the kitchen that's causing you to have free time to listen to us? Please post up. Are you? I know I, I chirp you for the cooking the turkeys for a good cause. I shouldn't do that, but it's still fun. So if Ramona's listening to us, it's got to be laundry or she's doing some kind of big cooking project. That's what I'm thinking. Could be. Could be just downtime. Some People do have that still. That exists. What about the badge of busy? The busy yeah. badge. I don't, it's, that wasn't what it was called. What was it called? See, and this is where it's important for us. Busy to badge back. of honor. BBOH bars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> bars. The BBOH bars. Was it BBOH? Yeah. Oh, Bob, Bob. Busy no, badge of honor. No? Bob. I thought we'd made them as Bob bars. But there was an H in there. It wasn't B-O-B. It was like B-O-H-B or something. I'm going to look at my Instagram because I posted it there. Yeah, badge of honor bar. Badge of honor bar. There. Okay. Okay. I'm like Ramona. Come on. I gotta go. You gotta post up. So she finally did. (laughs) Doing nothing. I put time aside just to join in and listen to you today. That is how great my love for decoded is. We picked the right person to get a prize. I appreciate Ramona. How much you appreciate us. (laughs) Okay, Miss Louise has to be bored out of her gourd though. (laughs) Why? Report cards are done, so she must be. Oh, she doesn't write report cards. Irma, you must be working on a board report or something. You're doing something that you need. You need a distraction. It's got to be. So all of this makes a lot more sense, uh, my friends, if you could see the stuff that we're putting up on the screen right now. So I'll just, I'll say that. We have people kind of checking in and check the YouTube feed. You'll see some of the quotes. Ramona yeah. checking in. Miss Louise checking in. I would in. recommend, personally, selfishly, I would recommend that you probably watch the YouTube videos because I'm so bad at keeping, um, you know, staying staying um, focused on publishing the audio feed. I'm so sorry for that. Like, dude, I don't, I'm scared to, I'm looking at like season five, episode five notes here. That mm-hmm. means I'm like 16 behind. I don't think I've ever been that way. Oh, shoot. I just insulted Miss Louise when I said she didn't write report cards. Yes, I write report cards. You're planning time. I thought you were music. Aren't you half and tip half music? Anyway, sorry about that. But you, you've done. You've written your report cards. She still hasn't told us why she's here today. That's true. That and, gets too personal. You oh, might have. You might have. None of my uh, That's it, right? Yeah, could be. Could be. And that's fair. That's fair, right? I wonder if before we shut it down, she'll post. Maybe she won't. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. Could but, be. Um, this was a good episode. Thanks, Clough. The one other thing that you're welcome. You're welcome, Mr. Chidiak. The other thing that kind of came out of it. So the student 
who the anonymous dad is our um, outside dad. the bubble fan. Uh, the student was actually meeting with me because they they're interested in be, in starting podcasting. Like that was kind of like the lead. And the question that they asked is, um, so tell me about your process, which is a oh. problem, right? Because they're like, how did you get into it? Nice. Thanks, Irma. Nice. Irma just posted up that she uh, she's done her reports, which I was saying she was done. And then she's just vegging, and she says she needed a laugh, so she came over to Decode the Podcast. I hope that you got some laughs out of this. Mm -hmm. That's one of those words, vegging. <laughs> that's, that's what we should do. We actually will take whatever clout we have with Decoded and start fan clubs for other people. So it's like the... It's the uh, it's the the Miss Irma, the decoded no. How would you say this? It's the decoded fan club for Miss Irma. So we kind of you know what I mean. We use all of our cloud to get people to have positive interactions there. Um, the the conversation with the student, they were asking what was like. How did I get into podcasting? And that I realized was a very long story because <laughs> I told the student, I'm like, I I don't have a really great access point. How do you, do you, do you want me to go back to the beginning? Like, yeah, go back to the beginning. So the, the beginning is like seven years ago, eight years ago. When did voice ed launch? 2006? Oh, I don't remember the date. I was you already remember? pod. I was already podcasting. You were, it was, and that was that it was your feed that sort of got me thinking. Yes. And Tukes. wait, was yes to the 2006 and no, Tukes I think the, the yes, club? the yes is to the fan club and we should have Tukes. Tukes would be good. I agree, Ramona. Let's talk so, to our Tuke department about that. We club. will. We will. Um, Tuke can do it. That's the name. <laughs> that's our that's our embroidery and knitting department. Actually, I have to check in on. You know what? What I I think it's um I think Noble Knits needs to there's the bob bar noble knits i have to check to see how their how their product line is going because noble knits has to be voice well, said 2017 okay so i was i was close 2006 so 2016 is what i go back to because that's when you and i and hurley met at the cea event oh, okay so and that's it was in that sort of august august to whatever november august to november that he was percolating and trying to launch that thing right and then I came out with Squirrels on Ed Mentors, launched then with me and Rodnizer and all the all the sort of like fresh kind of podcasters jumping on board. And then Voice Ed launched. So I kind of, I talked about, I started there and I, and then kind of talked about not so much about the tech, but just talked about how my, under, my, I guess my philosophy of podcasting has sort of moved and how it's become more normalized as a reflective tool. So it's no longer like a standalone piece that I, I don't go there anymore to sort of go and isolate. We talked about this. Remember, we talked a little bit about, we talked a little bit about the affair. Do you remember you and I talking about that way back in the day when we talked about the tech spaces that we existed in and how you we felt like you had to go away from your life and your family in order to sort of do this thing that you love. When I, Okay, so I kind of I didn't say that word to the kid, but you got me th thinking about that now, right? But I just talked about that whole trajectory, and then doing squirrels, and then some of the side projects, and then connecting with you. Both of us kind of saying we want to change, and then coming to do this one, hyper simplifying it, mm. but being able to commit to a weekly conversation, which ultimately, even Hurley would probably have to agree, <laughs> that's what you're aiming for—the regularity, right? You're aiming for the regularity so that you have continued kind of flow. But understanding there's where you know you and I differ. If we can't get to it, that's okay too, right? But you know, now that I, you know, I'm thinking about the the sort of my changing sort of philosophy of podcasting. It's now just one of the tools. It's a very, it's become a bit of a um, like a Swiss Army knife in my toolkit. I can do just a mini podcast with or without you. I could do like I can do audio for myself. I can wind that into my spoken word poetry. So it's just a fluency, right? As I sort of learned from you back in the day. That's kind of what you're talking about, the different fluencies of school. Fluencies, digital baby. Yeah, digital being one of them, right? So um that was a really good conversation to have with that student because it was a bit of cracking open a time capsule. Cause it forced me to sort of really kind of what are my checkpoints to that question 
Um, and the challenge I gave to the student at the end, they're like, okay, well, where do I begin? I said, well, between now and the time that I talk to you, go and capture some of your audio. Figure out just a story you want to tell. Don't interview anyone. Just tell the story. Record it somehow on some sort of a device and tell that story in different contexts. Do it in the like nice safe spot of your room or your closet if the sound effect, you know, the sound is good in there, nice and muffled. Tell that exact same story walking on the street and record that into your phone. Tell it in a busy sort of like foyer. I said, because you get all this kind of B-roll sounds and you decide how it is that you want your pod to kind of, how you want your stories to sound. I said, once you've captured several of those, come back and we'll talk again. I said, because the easiest thing to do is to put it online. Now, the easiest thing to do is put it online. Seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, it was complex. Having to figure out how to get it to iTunes, how to, you know, am I going to have my own server? What website am I going to use? Like all that stuff is, it's, it's part of it, but that's, I don't even need to start there anymore. If someone asked how to podcast, it's, that's not the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think, but. Oh, it's cool, dude. It looks like we br we're breaking the cogs. Who knows? Clogging oh. them. Could be clogging them, breaking them. That, is that? Okay, so I see two things now. First, I thought it was the teeth of a of a cog being broken. But now I see it's like a stick man or a stick person being grinded through the cogs. It's for each to interpret <laughs> it is it is i actually think maybe it's it's just somebody getting crushed between two coconut balls oh, okay <laughs> that's me being crushed that's, because that's, i don't i don't that's the hulk smash between two coconut balls and i okay so before we go i have to say do it do it um, i love complaining about the christmas cookie exchange mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's there's a secret you know when people do that do that tell me a secret and i'll share it with the world nobody will know it's you that's mm -hmm. my secret i love to complain about the christmas cookie exchange yeah okay well this was episode 21 of season five and uh -huh. hopefully people people will chime in next week this week the winner ramona was our winner ramona Fol yeah follow us tag two Follow us, tag to the unknown parent and um, um, the unknown dad. This ain't voice and radio. And uh, follow me, tag to Ramona's the winner. But if she doesn't send in her address in the next 15 minutes, she's not getting anything. So, mm -hmm. other than our up. undying respect, our right, undying, right. unwavering, undervalued respect. That's it. Peace. That's it. Peace.